Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Stars 8, Episode 11, titled The Fame Games Variety Extravaganza. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one very talented co-host. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't think of a joke. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... Nice fat titties. <laughs> to, <laughs> to Taylor, the latte boy. Hello, Taylor. Joseph, how are you tonight? I do, you know exactly how I'm doing. I do know how had, you are. That might be one of the longest Just Between Us Girls episodes we've ever done. Possibly, yeah. Pretty close to it if it's not. Yeah, yeah. We we talked about things that were so after dark that I can't even mention some, some of the things that we talked about. We talked no. about a lot. You know, we covered a lot of stories, a lot of ground, a lot of details. So if you want to get that, you can do that over at uh, patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Oh, by the way, weird little like note here for anyone who ever, just for everybody actually, whether you were a former Patreon supporter or whatever, people have told me that they have like the, because Patreon's kind of confusing. And mm-hmm. so I'll get these emails. They're like, Joe, I've been a member for like two or three months and I've never gotten any content. And I'm really upset. And I go, oh, you were doing this wrong, blah, 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 blah. And like, oh, now I have all this content. Great. And I was like, how many people signed up and were like, I'm not getting any content. Guys, we come up with a new episode of something almost every day of the week. If you are a Patreon supporter or if you have been in the past and you weren't getting content, there was something going on. Uh, so if that is the case, hit me up at, uh, you can hit me up at JoeBatanz at Afterthought.media. But I just want to make that public service because it's been happening more and more. Okay. I just wanted to. Uh, oh, and also an exciting thing coming. I forgot about this. I think I just got access to this on Friday or yesterday or something. Where um, now I can actually sell digital um, products on Patreon. Meaning I can actually, like, for instance, take all of the old Just Between Us girls from, like, let's say, like season 14, package them in one thing. And you could just, if you, let's say you're like, I don't want to subscribe to Patreon. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have a subscription, but I do want to hear old Just Between Us Girls. Or I want to hear the Sydney gays. You're always talking about the Sydney gays. I want to hear the tea. You know, I want to hear these particular shows. You can just pay a one-time fee and just download the entire season. Okay. So that'll nice. be coming very, very, very soon. Very soon. That'll be happening. Anyway, let's jump right into this, Taylor, because we have a lot to talk about. Okay. No, we don't. <laughs> this week, all the former contestants walk back into the workroom to compete in the Fame Games Variety Extravaganza. James Mansfield and La La Re came out on the top. That should be came out on top. And lip synced for a chance to get an extra leg up in the competition. In the end, both girls won the lip sync and both received the special bonus as they head into the Fame Games. Taylor the Latte Boy, what did you think of this lip sync? And did the right queens win the challenge? Because they both won the lip sync. So the right queens win the challenge. Give me your thoughts. I think that La La Ree definitely won, uh, deserved to be in the top two. I was very surprised by James being one of the top two i would have thought um i would have either thought jessica would be one or honestly this may be a controversial i thought mrs kasha davis's was pretty cool too i was i was impressed with the level of what she did because she's always been somebody that sort of kind of like floats you know as far as like she just she she's always kind of in the middle for me but I thought the fact that she did the dance and that there was, you know, there was passion in what she was doing and everything, I thought that was probably one of the two. So I thought it was going to be one of the two of them. So when they said James, I was a little like, what? But uh, so I guess that answers your question. But what about the lip sync? What do you think of that? Um, I get why they did both girls getting it. I get that it was it could have been sort of a close I get why she would have picked it as a tie, but I think La La Ree was the stronger of the two lip syncers. Oh, interesting. I thought James was. Okay. That's all I'm going to say on that. Why do you think that? Um, You know, I thought that she had... I appreciate a fresh take on things. Well, first of all, I want to address... I'm very curious to hear what the Gaga gays think of all this. You know, Maybe I'll call Evan Ayers after this or whatnot. Because the Gaga gays have been screaming.
claiming for years on Reddit or anywhere that people will listen that they want Rain on Me to be on Drag Race. I have been hearing this for years, right? Mm-hmm. And they finally did it, and I don't know if they liked it or if they... I liked it, but I'm not a big Gaga stan. So okay. basically one of the things like, oh, I wish it would have been, you know, they want a serious, you know, like Tatiana and Lalissa type thing doing Rain On Me, not Jessica and La La Ri. So right. I don't know. I'm very curious to hear what their take is. But I did think that James had a very interesting take on the lip sync that was not your standard uh, take on that lip sync. La La Ri was doing an amazing version of your what would be a traditional take on it. Right. But um, but James had an interesting take. That's, I, I actually thought they were very, very, very close and could see a La La Ri uh, decision as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, oh, but do I, I agree with you that the, I probably would have. Look, I mean, to tip my hand a little bit, if I'm being honest, I didn't like most of these talent things. And so yeah. I guess La La Ri, I'll be like, I guess. You know, you could have you could have changed out Jessica or a bunch of people for her, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think, believe it or not, I think Alexis should have been there because, and I would have been fine with Kasha as well. Anyone that did something a little different, I was already so excited for. Um, even though Darian did something different, I was like, mm, right? But I thought, you know, Alexis went and she sang live, so I was like, and she did a good job. And so I was like, she should have been in the top two. Um, I give Alexis credit for singing live. I guess it was not what I was expect when she talks about being, you know, Broadway and and you know all of that sort of stuff. She sounded nervous. She sounded like she didn't necessarily hit the notes, all the notes that you you know find the note, girl, find the note. Um, a couple of times, and it it almost felt like. Um, though, on a different, when Lucy LaDuca last season sang Get Loose for her talent show and they talked about how there were times that she just like was not getting the right notes or she was kind of, you know, she was out of breath. It sort of felt like that a little bit to me. Yeah, I just thought of something right now. James, we'll get to this in the talent show. James and Lala, did they both do that big confetti bomb at the end? I, uh... No, it wasn't. It wasn't James that did the confetti bomb. I thought it was. Didn't Jessica do the confetti bomb? Confetti bomb? I don't know. I don't know anything yeah. anymore. All right. After Jessica's elimination, Jimbo and Candy walk into the workroom and congratulate each other on their success and marvel at how far they have come. The next day, Jimbo and Candy walk into the workroom and congratulate each other on their success and marvel at how far they have come. Before Root. <laughs> Before RuPaul enters the workroom to announce what's in store for this week. At this point, all of the former contestants enter the workroom one by one and line up next to Jimbo and Candy. With all of this season's contestants standing before her, RuPaul announces that the library is open. Officially. The girls then take turns reading each other. In the end, Mrs. Kasha Davis is named the winner of the challenge. Shade of the Latte Boy, let's stop right here. Let's take a moment right here and stop. Okay. And let's talk about what your thoughts were on the, the, the after the elimination and the this and the that and the reading challenge. Because you were the one famously who had this huge conspiracy theory about the lack of reading challenge. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised that that's what they did for everybody when, when she said, you know, the library is open. I did get a little excited about that. Before, though, when the when it was Candy and Jimbo... I don't think I realized, or maybe I did, which is part of the reason I like her, how much Candy screams. Like, Candy yells all the time. And it's really annoying. I was going to do an impression. I realized I was doing a Mr. T impression. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about, Foo? Yeah. Um, it just, it it was grating. And you're right. It was basically where they just kept talking about, I can't believe it's just the two of us. We, I wanted the two of us to be the last two standing, and this is what we are. And it's the last two, last two. Can you believe it's the last two? It's so quiet in here because we're the last two. Last two, last two, last two. Um, I thought the reading challenge, there were a couple of good ones in there. Um, it felt a little more pointed. Oddly enough, I didn't hear what Kasha's jokes were. 
Like she was Why? saying them very, I, she was saying them really fast. Like I had to go back and rewind them because I was eating lunch. So I thought, oh, well, maybe it's because I'm like eating something that's crispy. And then I went back and I didn't either didn't get them or didn't really hear them. Was she the one that talked about Alexis's bald spot? I think she's one. There were people who have a few. I would have pulled it if you didn't. Uh, you know what? I did pull it. Uh, name a queen. I'll tell you what she. I'll I'll play that clip. No, Ka- Kasha is the only one that I didn't really. Yeah, yeah. Hear. Tell me, but which on Kasha name the queen she was reading that you want to hear about? Well, she only told two jokes, so just can you just play both of them? Okay, here we go. Mrs. Kasha Davis. <laughs> Oh, wait, am I trying to read myself? I'm an old cunt, sorry. Candy Muse. Your head is so bald, it reminds me of Jesus's pussy. That's weird. I I didn't know that. that, That joke doesn't make sense. How does she win with that joke? Yeah. Yeah. Katya, I can see Russia from your house. (laughs) Katya's not even on this season. What is she? She won? This is who won, Taylor? Yeah, I don't I don't get that at all. I I, I remember thinking a couple of the other girls. Of course, I can't remember any of the jokes. Whereas I feel like whenever we do this every season, um, I can at least remember one or two that I can talk about. But I it also seemed that nobody of, of course, they probably did. They didn't show the but it's weird that nobody joked about Red Monica until Monica went. And then the then they kind of let uh, Candy and Jimbo make jokes at her expense or read her rather. But I I just thought that was that was weird. Go to my ear, <laughs> great prime minister of Israel. More like go to my ass. Okay, I don't under. She's not. She's now just reading people who aren't there or like are historical figures. I, it was a very odd reading challenge. I, I, yeah. think, I think, but you know, RuPaul loves absurd things. I don't know if she, maybe that's what she loved about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about, I want to go back to after the elimination. And I want to talk about something you said. You were talking about, they were, yes, I, I made a joke about that and you, you reflected that. But like, if you think about it, I almost don't blame the girls. Like, I know I've been like really harsh on candy and whatnot, but like they've never had a top two before and now they're in this room and it's like they have to create content and it's just like well you guys have said we, we've said everything we have to fucking say at this point yeah there's nothing left it's trying to get blood from a stone and right. it's just like all they can say is like yeah just top two <laughs> you know <laughs> that's us that's us the top two so like i don't believe them. It's just they're trying to have them provide content it's just there's really and, and by the way, this is true not just with the top two. Any season when you get to this point, it's always really boring at this point. Yeah. And so, like I said, the next day RuPaul brings in the girls. You know, they're like, oh, look at these people, right? Did you notice that like she would say a name and she'd be like, you know, like Monica Beverly Hills, and they would go, the girls would go crazy, and uh-huh. then she did James Mansfield, and it was like dead silence. No, I didn't notice that. Oh, girl, it's very awkward. It's very awkward. It's like they, you know, they'd be like, um, Joseph Stalin, and like, yay. <laughs> and then they're like, James Mansfield. Cricket, cricket, cricket. Yeah, it really is. There's nothing. So, uh, okay, now talking about that reading challenge. Um, you know, they were, th- this wasn't a horrible reading. They did pretty good. You know what mm-hmm. could have helped? So I, I, I have this for later, but, um, I realized they just moved what has been traditionally the first episode to this episode, to the second right. and last episode. Mm-hmm. So, you know, typically the reading challenges when they first get there and they're not as comfortable with each other. So I think that the reason this reading challenge wasn't so bad was a, they know who the Queens are. So they have all this time to write it depending on how long they've not been there. Right. And B they're more comfortable with each other. They know each other that the, there's a more feeling of camaraderie so they can do the reading challenge better. And maybe it's not a bad idea to do it this late in the game. Mrs. Kasha Davis was good, but I thought, I thought Jimbo was better, but you can't have Jimbo win everything. I think. So I think right. they had to give it to Mrs. Kasha Davis. The Fame Games. Next, RuPaul announces that the girls will all participate in the Fame Games variety extravaganza 
as the remaining all-stars, Jimbo and Candy will host the talent show. In the workroom, the girls kiki as they get ready to get ready for the variety show. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom for some table visits. With a few exceptions, the girls share they will be lip-syncing to original numbers. The exceptions are Darian, who will perform stand-up comedy, and Alexis Michelle, who will sing live. And finally, it's elimination day and the girls get ready for the variety show. Monica shares that she wants to prove herself after going home first. Alexis apologizes to La La Ri. And finally, the girls all share one last kiki before going out for that variety show. Tato the Latte Boy, any thoughts for everything going up through the Elimination Day? When she announced the fame game thing, I was surprised, I was pleasantly surprised that it was you get kind of additional points. You get additional votes. They multiply the votes sort of thing. Because I thought, is she going to let the winner come back for the finale? Like that thought went through my head of being a possible possible win for this Uh and what that would have done because they even talk about the fact when it's just uh candy and jimbo the night before where they're like we've never had just two there's got to be a twist coming so i thought it was whoever came back and did a great job they were going to get to move back into the final they were going to be one of the three final girls i thought that the scene with uh the conversation between lala and alexis was Good. I hope that that helped quell some of the Alexis, I don't even say hate, but dislike. Maybe that there was a conversation about that at the time. It's not like where it's a year later, you know, and she's trying to backpedal, backpedal from the decision. So that was that was interesting to me. I honestly, when they were talking about what they were all going to do, I was not paying attention. I, I kind of tuned out when they were yeah. walking, when Rude did the yeah. table reads. I was just sort of yes. like, I'll just see whatever they're doing at that point. Because they were just saying the same thing. You know that she's not going to. This is this is the where we're all walking with children in nature episode of where they're not going to trash. You know, they're not going to trash Monica Beverly Hills after she comes back for the last episode of just the, you know, you're you're you know, your your act was shit kind of thing. Um, So it wasn't like where she was going to do the whole like you're going to do that or, you know, well, you just make sure you make it funny or whatever it is that she normally says during these table reads. Um, and then my last thought on that is that the key keying was the bet was one of my favorite parts of the episode in that it was just everybody just seemed so happy to be there. And that felt like real reading to me compared to what they do where they have to do the reading challenge where they were all just kind of busting busting chops and it was fun to watch that. Tim Daly. You haven't worked in so long. It's more like Tim Deckardy. Okay. I don't know why I have all these clips of Mrs. Kasha Davis reading people who, A, are not in the room mm-hmm. and st- not relevant. Like, t- right. has anyone thought of Tim Daly? Not in 20 years. Yeah. At least. Did you have the hots for this Tim Daly? Who is Tim Daly? From Wings. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that I was gonna say the guy from Wings. Nobody's talking. When, when did you have the hots? Did I have the hots for him? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. Of the two of them, I was never a big Stephen Weber fan. I so I guess I liked Tim Daly more. Of the two brothers, he was the one that was the cuter because he was like the clean cut one. Whereas you know Stephen Stephen Weber had like the the flopsy mopsy hair and was kind of the the slacker. I agree with you. I thought this. Is, I like what they did with it. I actually like this wheel twist, even though James winning. Like I think she already had a leg up on the competition. So this this might this. I, I want very curious to see how this plays out because um, she has such a passionate and large social media following, and now she's doubling that. That right. could work very well in her favor. Mm-hmm. Um, elimination day. Uh, uh, like you, there was really nothing to the table visits. You know what's really odd? I will say this about this episode. And maybe it was because there were more girls there or whatever. Just like in the past two or three weeks, nothing happened in this part, right? However, it was much more joyful and fun. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. It didn't feel like the slog that I've been feeling the past few weeks. Maybe right. because it's largely decided. So now and they all know like, oh, it's a Jimbo. So like there's almost like this like <laughs> this yeah. like breath, like this like release that's there. There's no tension and there everyone's just having fun. And going along with something that you said, I think the this elimination date was really important. One, we got to see a side of Monica going with what we just said, where 
if she would, I'm not sure she would have lasted very long, but if she would have had this confidence that we saw on Elimination Day, uh, I think maybe, I don't know if she would have gone farther, but I don't know. I wouldn't have had the pathetic view of her that I had, you know? She seemed very confident, much more comfortable in her own skin. It was very pleasant to see her. I was like, oh, there's there's the Beverly Hills I know. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up, but like, I actually want to give flowers to Alexis Michelle. I thought it was very big of her to apologize. Yeah. No, that's I and said I, that. And I well, I don't listen to you. And I think Lala <laughs> was very gracious. I was mm-hmm. too busy trying to find the Tim Daly quote from uh, Mrs. <laughs> Kasha Davis. And I thought uh, Lala was very gracious. And uh, I thought it was a very nice moment to watch. It, I don't know if she necessarily really covered, like, why did she do that? But... Okay, she apologized, and I thought that was a really big moment. Did you have anything to say before up until these, um, this the Fame Games? Alexis Michelle with a five o'clock shadow is hot. There, I said it. <laughs> you, but you've always liked this Alexis Michelle. Yeah, but I mean, I I haven't necessarily been as big of a fan of hers uh, this season, and I I just sort of was like okay well she I mean she's she's all right looking but then the last episode that she was in where she came in in the denim jacket the five o'clock shadow I was very like oh well, hello Miss Michelle and then she came in again where she had facial hair and that was a little like oh okay yeah no that's a that's a good look for her Al Roker you're on my TV <laughs> so much your name should be Al Roku okay. <laughs> That's not even a read. It's not even good. It's not even funny no, or a read. I don't get it. By the no. way, though, this reminds me. I've been meaning to tell this story. It's such a quick story. And then we'll take a break right after this. Okay. So my my mom the other day, we were with my aunts, actually. Oh, I don't want to give anything away. Well, I'm kind of giving it away. My mom met this celebrity that we're going to talk about once. And she was trying to relay that story. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she goes... She's talking to me, but I wasn't there when she met them. When I met him, she goes, "Joey, remember when I was in New York and I met that guy?" And I was like, "What?" And she goes, "The guy." And my answer there. And she goes, yeah, "I met that guy. I met the guy. You know, the black man who talks." And then my and I was like, "The black man who talks." And my aunt goes, "El Roker." And she goes, "Yes." And I go, "What is? How, what just happened here in front of me?" <laughs> that she said, "The black man who talks." And then my aunt knew exactly who she was talking about from that. Well, how many black men who talk in New York are there? I really, guess when you think right. about it, yeah. I guess you're right. <laughs> but it was it was very very bizarre. All right, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when I when I come back, well, Taylor's not going to be here. No, <laughs> when we come back, we will talk about the rest of the episode. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would I do for an extra hour in the day? I'll tell you. I want to write more. In a, in a, in a previous life, I uh, was a writer, wanted to be a writer, all that jazz. You know, wrote things, and then it seems now that I podcast, which is a, a, a great creative outlet, by the way. I just write less, and well, I do write a lot. I just I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less. I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever is coming up for the show. And if I had an extra hour, I would spend it writing. And that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy, and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full-time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were. And I benefited from therapy, and I think everyone can benefit from therapy, and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, it's designed to be flexible, and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P 
dot com slash drag race. We are back, and now we are actually talking about the actual challenge, the fame game. No, variety extravaganza where the queens, I don't know why they call it variety. No variety. <laughs> Least yeah. amount of variety I've ever seen in my life. Um, but this is supposed to be like the talent show. And uh, let's go through these one by one. We have the time, we have the energy. We're young. Um, Are we? And hung. I know. You know what's so funny? My friend John Paul and I, we had the longest conversation today about different uh, solutions we have for GERD. (laughs) And I was talking earlier today with my boss about possibly having sciatic pain. Uh, Look, fuck y'all, all all y'all. I was having really bad sciatica and I got that $1,000 chair and it all went away. But maybe it's also who knows what happened there. Um, By the way, so, you know, everyone knows I'm in this extended stay hotel for the next couple months. And they have a nice, well, my mom had said, um, you know, you have a nice gym at your disposal, mm-hmm. you know? Hint, hint. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, she, yeah, she, yeah, she, has, she has asked a couple of times if I've gone to the gym. And so I peeked in the other day, and it is actually for a hotel gym rather nice. Okay. And let me just tell you, I'm on the third floor. Mm-hmm. And the gym is almost directly below me on the first floor there's no elevator by me right but if, but the stairs are right next to me so if i took the stairs it's just two quick flights down and okay and i'm not even being funny this is not a joke i wish it were i'm trying to move rooms one floor down <laughs> so that i'm closer to the gym joe yeah <sighs> So what I want to do is I want to get one. So I only have to go up one flight of stairs after I'm done with the gym. That's fucking ridiculous. It's that, that's a word for it. Yeah. What would you say? Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> do I sound like I'm on drugs today? No, you do not sound like you're on drugs like you did last week. I, you know, I heard and I felt like I sounded very relaxed, but I didn't think I sounded like I was on drugs. You sounded, well, relaxed is not a word I usually use to describe you. So that's why I I was concerned. Some people call me Joe, but trance, because they think I'm so relaxing that they get in a trance. Mm, Relaxing, boring, you know, tomato, tomato. True. Good point. You should have heard me on this bloody podcast. Anyway, uh, I don't even know what that that jokes means, but you just say boring. I just associate it with bloody bloody podcast. Right. And the episode you were on of this of the bloody podcast that I listened to, you were not the boring one on that episode. Yeah. What did that tell you about that podcast? (laughs) Hi, Lori. Yeah. The the fame games variety extravagant. By the way, everyone go check out bloody podcast. If you're into like, if you want like something to go to sleep to. Anyway. The Fame Games Variety Extravaganza. The first one up, well, we had Candy. Let's just, let's talk, let's just get out of the way. Candy and Jimbo as hosts. Any, I mean, they really didn't do much, but I don't know if you had any thoughts on it right off the bat. No, they really didn't do anything. It was it was clear that the jokes were written for them. And then it was where you know that that whole section took, took them 10 minutes to just go through where they just filmed everybody at the same time. They filmed all the introductions at the same time, and then they just spliced them in between the acts. Uh, all right, very good. The first one out was Monica Beverly Hills with her song, Not a Soul Can Clock. Your thoughts on this? Um, no, not great. Not great. Especially the end with the, well, I'm glad that they were able to pull out all of Shea Coulee's set from her, uh, from her variety show with the lamppost and the, the only thing missing was the phone, the phone booth and the, um, newspaper on the floor. But, the end where she was just saying slay, slay, you know, fear, slay, slay, whatever. It reminded me of that um, skit from SNL where Kristen Wiig is one of the real housewives who has a new song where she just keeps going fashion, pose, fashion, fashion. It's fashion, fashion. And then they they uh, auto-tune her voice at the end. That That's what that reminded me of. I just think Monica Beverly Hills is the literal poster child for resting on pretty. 
I mean, she is stunning. She is yes. beautiful. Yes. You know? But that's pretty much the only thing she brings to the table. Yeah. You know, it's just like, all right, okay, what else? And I think that's just everything. She's pretty and she's vulnerable. All right, Nasha Lopez. She did a flamenco performance. Your thoughts on Nasha Lopez flamenco performance? Uh, I didn't like it. I was expecting more. And it didn't. And, and maybe part of it is because I don't really know a lot about flamenco. And maybe she did everything perfectly. But I was, I was expecting. I feel like we've seen other dance routines that are... You know, and they don't have to be like big, huge. They don't. They don't have to be where it's you know splits and backflips and all that kind of thing. Because you know, and a perfect example of that would be when Gia Gunn did hers on the variety show. That was very. That was very subtle when she did the um, uh, the the, the Japanese dance. That that was beautiful. That was that was gorgeous to watch. So it just didn't feel. It it wasn't what I wanted from her. I guess. Mm-hmm. What about you? I don't know what the fuck that bitch was doing. You know, she, here's the deal. I don't like it. It was like as if you described flamenco to somebody once who had never seen it. And uh-huh. then they tried to recreate it based on what you said. Because even I think, cause, okay, first of all, the sort of traditional sort of clicking and clacking sounds that you would get from the shoe were built into the song. They were sound effects in the song. Oh. And yeah, and she wasn't necessarily matching them. And it was odd because I was like I feel I could do a bit like it just, it didn't even look like she was even try- it was very strange because she's another one that it's she this Nisha Lopez is, you know she I don't know if you know this she's you know she's the host of the show at the recaps at this Roscoe's, right? Right. And she's been ranting and raving every week about the show and angry and blah, 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 blah. And I would love to sit this bitch down and be like, what What did you think would happen? Have you watched this show since season two? It's like she watched seasons one and two and just thought that the show is still the same. Yeah. You know? And she just thinks, if I'm just beautiful, then that's all it takes. I didn't think she was trying. I thought it was lazy. I wasn't into it. All right. Mrs. Kasha Davis. She did a rock rap performance titled Always Time for Kindness. Always Time for Kindness. Okay, what were your thoughts on Mrs. Kasha Davis? I thought it was really well done. I thought that I was expecting something completely different from her. And the fact that there was, you know, a edge to it is not edge. And Mrs. Kasha Davis is are two words that I don't normally think would go together. But for her, I thought it was I thought it was great. And she managed to get a plug in for her children's book. And um, it was I I enjoyed watching that. <laughs> I have a feeling your opinion is different. Uh, I don't know. I, no, like I said, I like anything different. I like anything different. And she did something different. I mean, it still ultimately was lip syncing, which I'm not a fan of. And I don't but I did like that. It was a little at least a different take on the lip syncing and original song. So yeah, I'm giving yeah. her flowers. Yeah, that was it was fine. It was fine. That's what it was. It was fine. Darian Lake, she did a stand-up comedy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it started out with jokes and then turned into like a motivational speech. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think the fact that she had to do this in a minute, like they all only got a minute. So, it's hard to do a stand-up routine for 1 minute. Um and once you you know somebody I believe it was the the guest host um ego I can't remember what her last Say her name, name Taylor I don't I, I know it's something with an N that's the only thing that I oh remember. D- no 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 this is not Lori <laughs> in two thousand six all right Taylor that is very <laughs> I want to apologize to my audience thank you uh, so anyway where she said you don't have to be the brunt of the jokes. Um, you know, you're a star now. You can move beyond that. Um, I tend to agree with her because I feel like it was all just a bunch of sort of like size jokes, you know, kind of like what you have talked about with Kahana and the plastic surgery. Darian is more than, you know, her weight and weight loss journey. There's more to her than that. Or less to her. Yes. But um bum. Darian Lake. <laughs> if you'd be if you were any thinner. You'd be skinny. <laughs> okay. okay. 
I don't know how they made Mrs. Kasha Davis the winner of this challenge. These jokes are horrible. I'm also not sure how Mrs. Kasha Davis is becoming slowly becoming Marvin the Martian. <laughs> I don't know either. Where was the kaboom? I was waiting for a big kaboom. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I pull these clips, Taylor. Now, maybe the audio changes when I pull it, but it, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, okay. Um, her comedy set. I don't know if I necessarily disagree with the guest judge what, or agree. Because what I would say is like, okay, in a longer set and you're doing stand-up, you're right. It would be, okay, we get it, right? But one of the, if you only have a minute, what else are you going to do? If you're doing, if you're doing, maybe Darian shouldn't have chosen stand up. But if you only have a minute to do stand up, like you're gonna either you're, you have to do one liners, and I think that's just the easiest thing to do is just make fun of yourself. It's just kind of weird because she's not f- that fat anymore. No one's yeah. told her walk that yet, but she's not that fat yet <laughs> anymore. You know, Chill. she's still. Wa- well, she still walks like a fat person. I mean, well, I'm, but I'm she, we talked about that. It looks like she has issues with her legs. And even that was one of the jokes that was made it um, during the reading challenge that they should be calling her Darien Swamp because she's got two busted stumps and a swamp ass. That's true. Good point. Uh, all right. Next, we had James Mansfield. She did a comedic song about her boobs titled I've Got These. <sighs> Your thoughts here. <laughs> Your thoughts here. Um. It, Again, it was amusing. It was cute. Did it deserve to win? Be one of the top two? No. But it was it, it was very James Mansfield. It was what you expect from her. It was the, you know, the blonde bombshell from the 60s movie and the big fake boobs. And that's really, mm-hmm. that's all there is to her. Well, yeah, it's basically a song about her breastplate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. It's like, she doesn't have... She didn't grow. I mean, I know the joke is that she has real booze, but like, I don't know. It's very odd. By the way, back to Darian. I was looking mm-hmm. at my notes, actually. At the end, she's talking about like how hard she worked for her weight loss and stuff like that. No, I'm. How do I put this without offending Lisa Marie Presley? I mean, does it really count as much if you got bariatric surgery? Um, Did Darian Lake get bariatric surgery? I believe she did. I don't know, actually. Okay. I, in my head, and I could be a hundred percent wrong, she did. Okay. Um, I would say yes. That there is a there is a challenge to bariatric surgery. That maybe you know, obviously, there's a challenge to exercise and nutrition as well. But not only because you have to worry about complications from weight loss, but you're also fighting you're fighting the urges that you may have had with overeating so there is there is a more of a mental toll i think than maybe a physical toll um for somebody who is engaging in you know higher things of exercise and we don't know she could have been doing a combination of both maybe she was know. doing a combination but i don't know yeah. shit what do i know i'm a person who's trying to move by his hotel room so i can be one floor closer <laughs> to the gym that's an excellent point that is an excellent, excellent point. But I'm going to tell you something. If I, I never really considered this bariatric surgery. It's, I just know it's not for me. Mm-hmm. But if if I ever had any lingering doubts about that decision, this Lisa Marie Presley thing, I'm fucking never going to go near that shit. Yeah, yeah. I did see. I did see that that was the cause of death. Was was complications. Yeah. Years later, she had it years ago. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, mm-hmm. I know what you're thinking about. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> ne- I was right. No, you were right. You were right. Yeah. Next, we have Kahana Montrese. Um, that's why I'm going to force Lori to get a bariatric surgery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then just bu- you're playing the long game. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I've been <laughs> counting down that clock. <laughs> you don't have to poop, do you? I don't know if that had anything to do. I don't know why in my head this one was. All right. Kahana Montrese. <laughs> Kahana Montrese. <laughs> By the way, both didn't her dad die on the fucking toilet? That's the rumor. That fucking yeah. the Presleys, man. Shit. <laughs> Literally. All right. Kahana Montrese, uh, she did a cheerleading routine <laughs> to an original song. 
<laughs> what were your thoughts on this cheerleading routine? It was horrible. It, it was, was horrible. Yeah. It was, it was horrible. If, if you're going to come out and do a cheerleading routine, then you need to do more than one flip. There needs to be more gymnastics. There needs to be more just just general where we just kind of st- basically stood in one place and had the the dancers all kind of doing things around her. Which, by the way, the dancer with the mustache, super I, hot. I, I knew you're. I oh god. I, I if I blame look if I accuse you of doing the same thing, I can't do it. But I should have mentioned that earlier because I thought that and I didn't. So. I can't claim you it. thought that I would say that, or yes, you thought yes. that? Yes, yeah. no, I knew you would say that, and like, yeah. I had it. My I didn't have my notes, but I was like, mental note. I should actually put it in my notes. You're right. right. This Kahana Montrese. I'm all. Was this the whole thing? Was this that she did a backflip? I was hoping she'd backflip all the way out there. Just keep doing <laughs> them and go out the back. Which she did that in her lip sync when she, the the time that she went home. You know, Michelle was talking about, oh, my God, you did this backflip and you did it and all that sort of stuff. This is so amazing. She did the exact same backflip back when she lip synced on her original season. Whatever. So it's like, OK, so you're pulling out the one, you know, which, of course, you know, I can't do it. So, I mean, good for her that she's able to do that. But just show us something new. Show us something new. I agree. La La Ree. She did a rap choreo number to the original song. My ass is good. I this was my favorite of all of them. I thought that she was a great dancer. I thought that the song itself was really good and I loved that she you know she 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 looked like she had the passion that she wanted to win this on her face. She looked like angry a couple of times but like sexy angry. Mm-hmm. And I just I loved I I loved the outfit, I loved the dancing. I just everything about it was was very good. My favorite of all of the performances. I will say that she and Jessica of the like, I'm going to lip sync to an original song. I thought were the best mm-hmm. uh, of that. I mean, it's not really my, well, you know, I actually want to give a talk about this. Actually. I don't blame the girls. Well, I kind of do. I don't know. Here's the deal. I was thinking about this. I'm like, I actually blame the producers. They shouldn't do this talent show. Drag in and of itself is a talent. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have twofold here. This is first of all, this is why I'm harsh on these bits. Imagine if there was a a, a competition show for magicians, okay, mm-hmm. like Drag Race, but for magicians, and they said we're going to do a variety show, and then they all came out and did magic tricks. You're like, yeah, bitch, we know you can do magic tricks. Why are you doing more magic tricks? Or, or it could be it could be anything, a piano playing competition or whatever. But that goes, now we're going to level up. And so tell me, let me tell you why it's the producer's fault is drag in and of itself. And the performance of drag is a talent. So you shouldn't ask them to do a talent show. That's where they're, that, that is their talent. So right. like, again, like they, if you did a magic show, if you had a magic competition show and they had a, a variety show, I blame the producer for making a variety show because you would even be thinking like if they had, a, if, okay, if Top Chef all of a sudden had a variety show, wouldn't you be like, that's really odd. They're just doing, yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. <laughs> why is Top Chef doing a variety show? And that's kind of how I feel about this show. This, this particular challenge is like, well, this is their talent, but yet we're not seeing variety. But this is their talent. It's very, very odd. I don't, I don't really particularly like it when they do this challenge, unless they can screen it first or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Alexis Michelle does a live singing slash original song. It was about her being like a uh, an apple that likes to fuck or something like that, right? <laughs> Is that what it was? Something about that, yeah. It was very. It was supposed to be very gypsy. Um, uh, yeah, but she kept talking about the big apples and uh, came and out and showed t- everybody your big apples. And every time they talked about her huge tits, they they they'd flash to Michelle Visage. <laughs> By the way, I wonder if Valerie got extra points for incorporating the RuPaul chocolate bar. Into her routine. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, RuPaul loves, you know, plugs. She, she, she right. loves a promotion. Jessica Wilde did uh, a performance of an original song called You Like It Wild." Your thoughts? On, oh, by the way, Alexis Michelle, I thought she was, I thought she was good. And I like that she did live singing. I talked about this earlier. I, I actually was very entertained. I liked it. Okay. Uh, Jessica Wilde, performance of an original song called You Like It Wild. I really liked this one too. 
but this felt very much like something the the sound of the song itself was very 90s house to me and so it reminded me of something i would have seen back when i used to go to bars in the 90s so in that regard i really i really liked it and i mean i have grown to really love jessica this season um and so i was i was excited to see her performance and she did not disappoint yeah, much like Michelle Visage's breasts, these are the real stars of the show. Sorry, RuPaul. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was a good version of those songs. Okay, now that was the end of the competitive aspect. Then we had two, um, one from Jimbo, one from Candy. Jimbo did some sort of like very Jimbo-esque, absurd sort of making of an ice cream sundae. What did you think of this? This is what sealed the deal for Jimbo to win next week, I think, in that it was stupid and it was silly, but it had a point to it. And it's very much it was a clown performance, you know, which is which is something nobody else really did on purpose, you know, but it also it, it the worst Last season with Irene Dubois with the water trying to make a glass oh, of water. Is that her name? I, in my note, I go the water person. Okay, right. yes. So you you have a, you have something like that that was not good at all, and then you also compare that to like when Willow Pill did her talent thing of where she made the bath and she ate the spaghetti and and all of that kind of thing. It was very much in the vein of those, but it was silly. It was stupid. Whereas the the Willow Pill one was just weird, whereas this is that stupid humor that Rue – I mean, Rue was hysterical through the whole thing. So in that regards, you're like, yep, yeah, this 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 put her over the top. As if she wasn't already teeter-tottering towards the crown, this is what put her over the top. And I thought I, – I, I thoroughly – I laughed through the whole thing. Just, you know. Me too. I actually genuinely laughed. And I was like, these bitches are lucky she's not in this competitive part because she would have won the whole thing. Yeah. But she did win the whole thing. And then finally, Candy Muse did a lip sync of something. I don't know. She, her, her original song, I Want to Be Your Muse. Which, did they use AI in her voice? Like, it tells her voice, but like she didn't have that, like, marble from her mouth. I want to be your muse. I want to be your muse. I want to be your muse. It's not the elephant, man. I want to be, I can't sleep lying down, and uh, I want to be, you know what, that they do have that in common, in that they probably both can't sleep lying down. <laughs> I just want to lie down like a normal person. I am not an animal. I am a human muse. I'm a candy. I'm Sorry, a candy. Yeah. Three of our listeners will get that reference. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um... So I am going to say something that I would not expect to say in this. I actually thought she did a really good job. I no, actually you know was... who did a good job. Those dancers that lifted her. <laughs> <laughs> I was I I was pleasantly surprised with this and and thought okay. And I think part of it is that she didn't have the gravel voice while she was singing or lip syncing. Whether they AI'd her or when she sings, maybe she just sings in a higher tone. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But I thought it was good. I thought that she did well with the Normally, I always complain that her her dancing is always very sloppy and she's just kind of rolling around on the ground whenever she does lip yeah. syncs. It was mm-hmm. it was a polished choreography, I thought. So yeah. in that regards, I think Candy did a good job. Jimbo did better of the two, but Candy did pretty good. All right. I was whatever. But I was tuned out by that part. I hate this person. All right, back on the main stage, the judges heap praise on the participating contestants before RuPaul announces that the top two All-Stars of the week are James Mansfield and Lala Ree. This forces them to lip-sync for their lives for a chance at a crucial Fame Games bonus. The song, Rain On Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. In the end, both queens were named the winners of the lip-sync, and they both won a spin of the wheel that determined the multiplier for their online fame games vote. James Mansfield won a multiplier of two, while La La Rie won a multiplier of three. Taylor the Latte Boy, any final thoughts on the episode? I wonder if there's going to be controversy if one of the two of them win, and it's only because of the double... Like if you get somebody who I I can say that I went on, I scanned the QR code and I voted for um 
I voted a bunch for you can vote 10 on each device. And I voted for Jessica. You know, I voted a couple for La Larry, but all of my other votes went for Jessica. So I wonder if you get somebody like a Jessica that would have normally won had it not been for one of these other two girls to actually like go past them, if that's going to be controversial. Well, that's a stupid question because everything, anything, time, anything happens on the show, it's controversial because you got the Redditors screaming and yelling about it. But I just, yeah, I w- wonder if this point. isn't a, as good of an idea as it seemed to be in the moment. We'll find out next week when the controversy happens. Yeah. Um, I've pretty much said all my thoughts. I looked at my notes right now and I didn't have any additional thoughts. I don't know if you had any additional thoughts. No, no, it was, it was. I, I enjoyed the episode. I can't necessarily say that about some of the other episodes, this part of the season, but it was, you said it perfectly. And I was thinking the same thing and that it was a joyous, it was a celebration. It wasn't necessarily something in which anybody was, you know, down in the dirt kind of thing. So in that regards, it was, it was a nice, it was a nice refresher for the finale coming up next week. All right. Very good. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week for the grand finale of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 8. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also watch video versions of the show and more over at youtube.com slash dragracerecap. This podcast was produced by Luke Stamen. Taylor the Latte Boy has another podcast. It's called Pod is My Co-Pilot, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Taylor on Instagram at PIMC Taylor. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and TikTok at Joe Batance. Special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Alex S. Anonymous. April Pacheco. Astute Girl. Brad Coley. Carter McKinnon. Corinna Williamson. Doofus Maximus. E. Smith. Elizabeth Timmer. Emma. Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Jesse Harris, Kathy Zender, Lauren Eckert, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stamen, Mike Yeager, Nikki Baker, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Robert NYC, Robin Eganberger, Runner Brandon, Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travi Cosmos, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.